Hi, this is Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and I will be your host for the next two hours. Allow me to introduce myself. I am a certified financial planner practitioner and an investment advisor. I am co-owner of McNamara Financial Services, Inc. in Marshfield, Massachusetts. McNamara Financial is a federally registered investment advisor, and by my definition anyway, is a true family business. We work with clients like you every day, regular people that need help making sound financial decisions or people that want one less thing to worry about. I work with clients for a fee based on assets that I manage or an hourly or flat fee for creating financial plans. I am not compensated via commissions unless I have the pleasure of helping someone with their insurance needs. There are some things worth paying for, and perhaps a lifetime of financial security is one of them. I, of course, cannot guarantee that working with me will ensure a secure financial future. McNamara on Money has been a call-in talk radio show since 1990. I love hearing from listeners, and there truly are no dumb questions. In fact, I like the simple questions, because everyone should have the answer to those. Just don't call me asking for the next hot investment or which market is going to outperform this year. Number one, that's not the nature of this show. And number two, I have no idea. Any advice I give to a caller is meant to be generic in nature and should be verified with his or her own financial professionals. You will hear about a variety of topics on this show that relate to investments and personal finance. We try to cover topics that people can relate to regardless of their net worth or financial situation. And of course, we try to keep it interesting. I would crunch numbers for two hours or spreadsheet cash flows because I'm a total math nerd, but that wouldn't much make for good radio. Instead, I choose to educate people on topics surrounding big financial events in life, like marriage and divorce, kids in college, death of a loved one, career changes, and of course, retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and or markets on this show that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning in. And we are back. Welcome back to McNamara on Money. My name is Justin McNamara, and we are live planning today with Joe, not his real name. Uh, and we are pre-recording here, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, give out the uh, the numbers or the emails. If you do have any questions today, you can shoot us an email, questions at McNamaraonmoney.com. But uh, we are pre-recording because the real me is out there coaching soccer right now. So, all right, we're going to jump right back into this. I've been told that I'm, I'm going a little bit slow per usual here. So let's get right into the investment piece, Joe. Um, we do have all of your stuff in. And again, I, I mentioned that uh, your investments are relatively aggressive, right? So, you know, you, you do have, you know, a couple that are sort of all in the stock market. You have a few that are sort of what we were called, what we call moderately aggressive, which means the, the majority of those accounts are invested in stocks, but you do have some bond and cash exposure to, you know, to limit your volatility. Um, I did send you uh, before this show a, uh, a, a risk tolerance questionnaire and I, and I asked you to sort of take that and you, I do have a score for you and it, and it doesn't exactly jive with what you have in your, in your accounts currently, right? So, you know, j- just for your information, you know, our, our risk, uh, our, our risk profile, we'll call it our risk profiling software, I guess. Uh, it had you, it scores you out at a 30 on a scale of one to 100 uh, and, you know, uh, one being more conservative and then, you know, 100 being the most aggressive. So, you know, you, you came out on the conservative side and, you know, just for your information, you know, when I, 
when I sort of cross-reference the score that you had with some generic investment models, you actually scored out as as fairly conservative. In other words, um, you know, about as conservative as it gets with you know with any stock market exposure, right? So you know, you're you know, just for your one of our example portfolios that's that's sort of fairly generic is called defensive balanced. It's 80% of the money is not invested in the stock market, right? So it's 80% conservative investments and just 20% in stocks. And that, uh, you know, the risk number on that particular portfolio is 27. And, you know, the next level up, which is, uh, you know, 40% in the stock market, it scores out at a 40. So, you know, you're, you're relatively conservative, at least on that piece of software. Again, as we've said, I'm sure a hundred times on this, on this program, risk tolerance uh, calculation is not a science, but I, I did just want to get your reaction to that because, you know, there, there is a, you know, there's a gap between how you scored again on, on this particular piece of software and your actual investment strategy. So I thought I'd at least get your reaction to that. Well, I'm, I'm thinking, I mean, I'm probably, my accounts probably haven't caught up to the way I feel. I mean, I yeah. think 30 might be a little lower than the way I actually feel, but Okay. Um, certainly, it's the kind of I'm kind of looking at it like I'm trying to ride the wave as long as I can. Well, that's a little dicey sometimes <laughs> yeah. if you get close to retirement. But, you know, know. Be, be, yeah. very quickly, we wouldn't just take one risk score and say that's it. That's yeah. just a piece of right. information, and we'd have mm -hmm. a long discussion with everybody. You, there's an interesting. This is a pretty wide gap for starters. So this would be just a longer discussion, but we're not yeah. going to do that right, right now. What we're going to do is we're going to go with the investments that you have, and we're going to use our estimates of returns for those investments. And they vary. We, we, we don't have time, Justin, really to get into this, although it'd be great to do well, that sort of a thing. We, we should, well, yeah. yeah. So, so Joe, just for your information, and you can see our screen here. So, you know, we do have, uh, and I'll pull up your 401k. Um, you know, I, what I did is, I put in your actual investment strategy, which is all equity, and then I associate a rate of return with it, right? So again, because we're conservative, we use a 7% rate of return for a stock market uh, portfolio. Um, and then we have an associated volatility number, right? That, that standard deviation number is a measure of volatility. So I have you at seven and then a 19% standard deviation. You know, the, the question is, I mean, I certainly think we should leave you in that portfolio now, but in your mind, are you getting more conservative when you retire? Is that yeah. sort of, is that kind of what you're waiting for or? or... Yeah, yeah I, that was, that's my thought process. Just, okay. Yeah, at some point, I mean, I, I certainly, like uh, Michael said, I don't need that. I, I want some excitement in my life, but I just don't want it to be in the stock market. Yeah, sure. the, the, those who are on the board can fall off the board riding the wave, if you know what I mean. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. Okay. And the closer you are to retirement, the more that risk is sort of a thing. So, yeah, right. that's, that's Joe, uh, Joe, that's about a two-hour discussion in real life, but we'll just have to abbreviate it here. That's all. Okay. Okay. So, so do you, and do you think, all right, I mean, I, I can, do you have what, thoughts on where, what I should use for a retirement rate of return then? What do you want to do, Jess? Joe. Oh, on rate of return? No, yeah. do, do you feel, you know, let's just say, how much money do you have in the stock market percentage wise when you're retired? Let's say you're, do you think that, you know, you'd be, you'd have less than 50% of the money in the market when you're retired? Oh, you mean stocks versus bonds? Yeah. Um, I don't know. 50 does, I guess 50 doesn't sound bad. I don't know. Okay. Um, 
Yeah. All right. Again, Joe, in real life, we'd have two or three meetings just on the investment right. subject, but we're yeah. just kind of abbreviating here. Okay. Yep. All right. So I'll, I'm going to use, I'll use like a four and a half percent rate of return then. Uh, again, we're, we're, we're always conservative in our assumptions uh, throughout, uh, you know, generally all of our plans. So again, you know, a 50 50 portfolio, if that's what you're going to use, you know, use hope, hopefully that gets you a, a rate of return higher than four and a half, but I'm not, you know, I, I'm not sure on that. So what I'm, all I'm going to do here is I'm going to go through and I'll just basically drop you down when you hit retirement, right? So I'll say, all right, well, hey, as soon as he retires, we're going to take whatever his existing portfolio is and we're going to drop it down a notch. And, uh, you know, then we'll, he'll, he'll go, he'll go through retirement with a, you know, with, we'll call it a 50, 50. Again, in reality, it's, it's, you know, obviously it's, it's generally, uh, you know, you may drop it down two or three or even four times during the cycle of your life, but the, the yeah. software is, uh, it doesn't get that granular probably for good reason, because it's, it's tough to plan on all that, um, that far out in advance. So I will go through and let me edit these. And all right, I think, all right, that's good. So we'll jump in to our expenses then. This is always the most interesting part of any meeting we have, right, Jess? <laughs> yes. or, or it usually is for sure. <laughs> uh, all right, so Joe, cash flow, um, we have your salary in there. And you know, I have part-time work. Maybe we'll put that as a question mark first. Generally speaking, we'll run a plan A where, uh, you know, maybe you, you don't have to work. And then, you know, if it works out that, you know, you can make it without, you can make it work without working at all. Uh, then you have some flexibility on, on how much you may work or even doing volunteer work as opposed to, yeah. uh, as opposed to compensated work. So I'll, I'll leave part-time uh, there at uh, at zero for now, and that's one of the ones that we can circle back to uh, if I make a note not to forget about that um, later on once we start to run some results. Uh, you were kind enough to send us your social security uh, estimate, and your full retirement age is sixty two, well, sixty six and two months, I believe. Yeah. And uh, your your benefit at that time uh, is twenty nine eighteen per month, which obviously will change if you take it uh, earlier or later, which we can talk about. Also, when we do the results, we'll, we'll, we'll my, for, you know, sort of plan A will be, I'm going to, I'm going to schedule the software to have you take social security when you retire. Right. And that's another scenario that we can run later on and say, okay, well, Hey, what if, you know, what if he spends down his cash? You know, if, if he's going to work a part-time and earn 10 grand, and, uh, you know, then he can just spend some of his bank cash and pull out another 25 grand a year and that'll get him to 70 and we can see how that, uh, how that affects your odds as well. Yeah. Uh, okay. That was a quick one. See, I'm flying now. All right. After you lit a fire under me here. Well, okay. I want, you know, I want to push the button before the show's over, Justin. I know. Come I on. guess you're right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. I, you know, uh, Joe was kind enough to give me all of his expenses uh, and I'm going to spend, you know, I, I'm not going to go through every single one. I do have them all in the software, Joe. Again, they're all subject to inflation uh, with the exception of your, uh, with the exception of your car payment, your current car payment, and then uh, your mortgage, right? So those are, those are fixed expenses. Everything else is subject to inflation. And I went through and I added them all for you again, not going there's a, there's a few that stuck out to me that I just wanted to at least touch on 
Yep. Uh, the first was um, home improvement and home maintenance. I think you had uh, just $1,200 per year on maintenance. That seemed a little bit low. Is that how, is that pretty accurate? Yeah, it probably is low. I mean, I just plugged in a number. I mean, yep. there's certainly some, again, um, there's certainly some things I, I, you know, projects that will crop up that end up needing um, more than that. So I don't know how we plug those in, you know, yep. for, for example, a new deck, right. stuff like that. I mean, one-time expenses are are difficult, and we have this. We probably have this conversation just about every time we do a plan, um, right? So you know, things like a new deck, right, is is done. You know, probably once every. You know, maybe it's every twenty or twenty-five years. Yeah. Uh, same thing. We, you know, with stuff like roof, uh, roof stuff like that. Um, what we tend to try to do is use a higher annual number and, and, you know, sort of try to catch all those things in. Right. So instead of yeah, using, and hope you save the extra someplace as opposed yeah. to spend it. Right. Yeah. Right. It's just it, any expense that gets, that's sort of, that's chunky, right. It only, it only shows up once every, you know, some number of years, whether it's five, 10, 15, 20 right. and substantial, is difficult, right? And, and, you know, cars are actually easier and we'll talk about those in a minute because, you know, most people will just hold a car for a relatively predetermined set of time, right? You know, hey, I buy a car every 10 years. That's not that hard to predict, but stuff like home improvements is harder. So, I mean, I, I probably would use a, a larger number there and say, yeah. you know, you know, maybe it's, uh, you know, maybe it's five grand a year or yeah. 7,500 a year. And that will, that will incorporate anything that you need to do. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I'm good as far as, I mean, the roof has been done recently. I just bring up the deck because I know it needs to be done. Yeah. yeah. But it, lumber it, prices this year are skyrocketed. So it's yeah. not the year to do it. Yeah. And if we weren't in a bit of a, again, we'll, we'll do this completely and thoroughly off air, but if we weren't in a bit of a hurry, you know, you could do some research about, well, I, you know, if, if, if you decide to sell the house, are there some things you'd need to do to improve it, to make it saleable or one-time expense, you know, so if you know about the one-time expenses, we'll price them out. If you don't, we'll fudge them in for now and just kind yeah. of go from there. Okay. Yep. yep. All right. So let me do, uh, let's see here. I gotta pick a number. I gotta pick a number. Between the two of them? Yeah. Oh, it's gotta be four or five grand a year, Dust, I would say. Or okay. six. Two fifty and two fifty for the renovations yeah. and maintenance. Yeah, that'll get to about six grand a year. Yeah, I, I'm having the back deck power washed and painted and the front little porch at seventeen hundred bucks. There you go. Okay, All so right. there there you go. I mean, you know. Uh, okay. So that, that's one. Let's go through. All right. Next one. Let's talk about healthcare, Joe. You do have some health, uh, you have a health insurance premium. That's, is this through work? The 1882 that you have in there? The number, I think the number I plugged in, I was okay. trying to anticipate. Okay retirement expenses so i basically went online and just looked into what the cost you know what my costs were going to be for my deductible uh for medicare what i was going to be you know have for payments and that's the number i was throwing in for that are you looking for my current number uh, you know so we're gonna we need a number for you know generally a health insurance cost right so that's either currently yeah. What, by the way, what you're what you're out of pocket, not necessarily what the company pays too. Do you know that? Right. Right. But I was projecting again. I was projecting out of 
out-of-pocket expenses in retirement, not what I have now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's fine. And and did you have did you have a uh, was part of this projection a a cost for Medicare? In other words, the, the Medicare premiums, Medicare supplements, et cetera. Yes. Yeah, I, I did some research online and looked up the costs um, plus the deductibles. You know, and, and then you, deductibles. Yeah, and then you need a supplement on top of the Medicare, right? You've looked yes. into that. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. You know. So what was the number he has, Dust? If I add up all of his numbers, that seems low. Health insurance, eighteen hundred. It, it, it sure does. Yeah. Yeah. But he has a max deductible I was, as well. Yeah. I thought I was coming up to like around six or seven thousand. Okay. I, 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 we would agree uh, because uh, we would use four or five hundred dollars a month yeah. just as a stab in the dark for Medicare plus a supplemental plan. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we we can. I think. Yeah, if you want to use an annualized number, it's it should certainly, and especially if you're going to put in, uh, you know, I think you have some copays and prescriptions in there at 75 per month. I mean, if yeah, probably seven seventy, if we're going to use a single number, I'd say probably in the seven grand, 7,500 per year range is probably a more realistic number uh, going forward. Is that does that work for you? Yeah, Mike, Joe. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. All right, let me get that in. I'm just going to put this. That's in six twenty-five a month, my son. Healthcare costs. And for now, Joe, what do you you know the company pay for all of it now, or are you besides your copays, there what your premium you pay, or? Yeah, we pay fifty percent. All right, so round that off. What would that be? Is it is it lower than you? Is it less than you pay now? It'll be less than seventy-five hundred a year. You think? Yes. Okay. I, well, we can. Let's just use the seventy-five. You know, because we're yeah. we're short on time. I'll just use the okay. seventy. If it's yeah. if if he's. We can pretty this up later. No yeah. worries. If okay. we have his current health care costs a little high, that's all right. He's going to hopefully hopefully we're going to tell him he can retire, so he he, he won't need the, his current yeah. health care too much longer. Yeah. Okay. All right. And uh, Joe, how do you feel about inflation on? medical expenses do you want to use a higher or lower number than the three percent or is three percent? oh yeah i think it's definitely higher um okay. i would is it around six or is that i think i, it, got, it, no, I got no problem with six uh, okay all right we can when we, when we look at the expenses we can actually see what that does that's a big hopefully it's not six yeah uh, and hopefully we're being uh, very conservative, right? So we'll, we'll put, uh, if you can see the screen there, it's uh, inflation, which is the core 3%. And then we're going to add another 3% on top of that. So that's going to be a, that'll be a big number toward the end of retirement, but that's, that's certainly fine. Uh, okay. Uh, the only cars. Yep. Cars. All right, Joe, you actually put this in. Uh, you typically buy a car that costs about $40,000 every eight to 10 years. First question, is the 40,000, the, what you pay for the car net of a trade-in or do you, do you want to play uh, on much of a trade-in? Right now with the way values are going, I'd probably say make that net. Okay. So net, oh, that works. All right. So we're going to do. Yeah, people often get this wrong in terms of the numbers of cars they're going to need in retirement and what their costs are going to be. They, you know, we're, we're a 
car enthused nation without question. And yeah. you know, it, it's a it's a pretty significant piece of a retirement budget. But believe me. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. For, for some people more, you know, probably not so much for you, Joe, if you're, you know, if, if we're doing every 10 years and it's only 40,000, it's, it's yeah. maybe not the end of the world, but that's not, you know, there, there are certainly folks out there whose car buying habits are, you know, spend, they, they buy uh, more expensive cars and more often, and that can be a big number. So uh, yeah, no, eight I, to 10, I, you want to go 10 years or eight or nine, you, you pick, give me the number. You can go 10. I have I've easily held on to my cars at least that long. Okay. I, I go to, my last vehicle I held on to the 340,000 miles. Wow. All wow. right. And how old's your, how old's this one? Can't be that old if you still have a payment. No, this one's 2015. I bought it used. I'm, I'm done with new cars. Okay. Used. So your next one is, will it be in what, 20, what year? D- ballpark is fine. 2028, 27. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. All right. So we'll have that. And then in every 10 years after that, I will inflate that as well. Okay. <laughs> All right. So here's the fun part on the expenses. And I think, yeah, well, maybe we have enough time for this. So when I run, and I'm going to pull up a screen that uh, that only you will be able to well, see. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got what? one more question before I get there. I thought we were Russian. Okay. Uh, well, we are, but this is a biggie. Okay. So, uh, so Joe, what what are your hobbies or, or travel or entertainment uh, goals in retirement? Um, good question. Um, By the way, you, you, they total $900 a year. You sound like a pretty boring guy if that's what you're going to spend for staying in retirement. Okay, well, uh, th- th- this is the only this is the only biggie that I think you've either not thought about or overlooked. Okay. No, I just kind of I was kind of doing it as a bare bones kind of an expenses. But yeah. I mean, I, I don't travel that much. I mean, no. with work and all, but um, we, we, I would we like do the it. opportunity. But again, yeah. Well, see, Joe, wait, wait. We're doing plan A here. This yeah. is what you want to do. So, yeah. so we, we need to make that number a whole lot bigger. What, whether it's golf, whether it's travel, whether it's reading books, whether it's uh, shopping online and Amazon, uh, you know, pe- people spend significant amounts of money having fun in retirement and oh. you have a very low number in that. So yeah. What, yeah. What do we, we need to stick something there. That's a lot higher than 900 bucks a year. So take a moment and think about that and give us a number. Yeah, I mean, at least bump it up to. Why don't we throw seven thousand at it? Oh, you're sounding better now. Let's do that. Let's do that. Remember, this is Plan A. Okay, and we'll see how it goes. And and I'm sorry. So and okay, so that's going to be a retirement expense. Yep. You say real right now. You're not really doing that. Okay. All right. So we'll call it retirement travel. What was the number? Seven thousand. Yeah. We can bump that up in the next time. Next time around. No worries, Joe. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so annual seven thousand dollars starting at retirement, and how long do you, how long do we think we'll be traveling for, Joe? You think you'll be tra- traveling into your eighties? Maybe uh, just say yeah, say yeah, plug that in there because if it's not travel, it'd be something else. Okay, you want to just leave it in forever, a permanent expense? Um, I would say at some point, you know. You're not going to be able. You're not going to be physically able to travel. So yeah, I'm sure we can drop it down. At, let's drop it at eighty-five. Okay. All right. So you're eighty-five in like tw- I think you're at what's that about twenty forty, right? Uh, right? 
So 12, 31, 20, 20, 39, we'll end it at. All right. How many minutes before the break? Oh, just two minutes. Oh, we're going to wrap we, this up pretty on time. I, I think we're pretty close. J j just very quickly, and this doesn't apply to Joe so much because he's single and he's a guy, but if we were talking to a couple, we'd spend about 15 minutes on kid and grandkid expenses. And so there's a whole bunch of folks out there listening to this, I hope. And b believe me, okay, for what we've seen, for what people spend uh, on their kids and grandkids by choice or by necessity, there's some pretty significant numbers out there. So again, this doesn't apply to Joe, but believe me, it's kind of amazing what, uh, what happens when, when people become grandparents in terms of their expenses. Uh, okay, enough said. <laughs> <All right>. uh, <laughs> I can speak right. personally about that as well. Okay. That's right. <laughs> okay, so uh, Joe, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up a screen here and I just wanted to sort of, you know, th this screen that I'm gonna show you, um, and for those of you who can't see it, it's just a cash flow screen. And what we, what we like to do is we like to cross-reference people's stated expenses uh, with their actual uh, with their actual cash flow, right? So you know we have Joe's salary is at 120, and then we scroll down, and I have every one of exp of his expenses listed, and down toward the bottom, Joe, you can see it, uh, and I'll tell everybody else, it's about a 7,500 dollar uh, surplus, right? So according to this, you know what we have in the software, it says that if you know if you went through an entire year like the one that we just described. You've had, you'd have about $7,500 left over at the end of the year. In other words, your, your savings or your checking account yeah. would have grown by about $7,500. Is that sound accurate to you? Yep. It but, does. By the okay, way, so Justin, you are, he, you are saving he, money. He's saving more than that because the $7,500 in travel doesn't start till retirement. There's yeah. about $15,000 deficit. I'm surplus there. No, I didn't. I, that's this year. No, that's not right. I have right. the seven thousand starting next year. Oh, you do. Okay. All right. So, so, so you're you're actually accumulating money this year. Is that correct, Joe? About six, seven, eight thousand. Yeah. Yep. In that right. case, we believe you about your expenses because it's rare that they would <laughs> add up and be that close. <laughs> good, right. good for good for you. You've seemed like you've done some pretty good work. Oh, yep. guess There's what, Just? Oh, right. there you go. <laughs> Perfect timing. We'll be right back. Market turbulence can cause panic, and you might be wondering if your investments are allocated properly. I'm Kirk Reed with McNamara Financial in Marshfield. Let me help you understand your investment strategy and ensure that it is suitable for you. Then you can turn off the financial news and move on with your life. And we are back. Welcome back to McNamara on Money. My name is Justin McNamara. We're live planning today with Joe, not his real name. Uh, and we're, we're just about to finish off his plan. If you have any questions today, uh, you can shoot us an email. Questions at McNamaraOnMoney.com is the email. We are pre-recording because the real me is out on the soccer field, as usual in the springtime. But uh, if you do have any questions, please don't hesitate to shoot us an email. Again, questions at McNamaraOnMoney.com. Okay, we ready for the, the thrilling conclusion here? We are. And again, we, we've kind of rushed this, uh, Joe, because it's on the radio. We'll yep. get back and flesh this out specifically down to the decimal point for you because of your kindness to be on the air with us sort of a thing. Uh, right. But it'll give you it'll give you a general picture of how things look. And we can start uh, we, after we push the button, we can start asking some kind of fun questions, hopefully. So, yep, we're ready to go. So, right. Justin, are you going to explain our probability process or how do you want to work this? Yeah, sure. So I, uh, again, so, you know, we, we just hashed out uh, Joe's expenses. I think he's, uh, we, we, he did a pretty good job with, uh, with getting his data to us. 
Uh, and so what we would do next is we would start, I mean, we, we'd probably spend a, a bit more time on cash flow under a normal circumstance and just sort of, you know, just take a look out at the future and, and, uh, and spend some time looking at what happens in what year, et cetera. But uh, because that won't be as, as, uh, as powerful on the radio, we'll jump right in to some results just to see our baseline here. So we're gonna run a couple of different uh, reports here. And should I, should I just jump right to Monty Dad? What do you think? Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, please, let's do that. Yep, okay. okay. So again, Monte Carlo, uh, Joe, if you'll recall, when we put in your investments, uh, we put in two numbers. One, one, we did our rates of return. Again, there was a pre-retirement and a post-retirement rate of return. And then we also put in a volatility number. And, and the reason that we use that volatility number is because when we make projections on retirement, we, we don't just want to project a rate of return of, you know, 5% per year every year, because the reality is that unless someone's invested, uh, you know, at the bank and, and earning, you know, you know, buying CDs, you don't get that return every year. So we put in a volatility number and that volatility number uh, you know, is used by the software to generate, to, to randomize some returns, right, around the averages that we give it. And we're, what we're trying to do is we're trying to forecast real life, right? Because when you, you know, when you go through retirement, uh, you're not, you know, you're going to get a, a series of different returns if you're invested in the stock market. And what the software does is it's going to run 500 different scenarios. And then it's going to calculate a success and failure you know, for each one, and then it'll give you the odds of success, right? So, and you know, a failure—a failure is you you uh, you run out of money before you die, and a yep. success yeah. is you die with money left over. Again, not yeah. including your home equity, right? So, yeah, and, and then Joe, one other thing—you know—you can earn a five percent return theoretically all in your retirement, and you could be a millionaire, or you could be a pauper, depending on how the returns came and what kind right. of order. You know, the day after you retire, if you have five years of terrible stock markets, yep. your retirement's probably toast. You know, the day after you retire, if you have five years of awesome stock markets, you could have retired 10 years earlier. So the machine comes up with 500 different possible variations of investment scenarios that just kind of and spits out a probability. Nothing's guaranteed, but it's a really good guess is the short story. Yep, that's right. All right, so you can probably see this on your screen, Joe, the numbers for the first run through pretty good, 97%. I assume that makes you. I assume you're uh, you're happy with that. I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Out of five hundred yeah. possible scenarios, what's ninety-seven percent of five hundred, Jesse? Let's see. Yeah. It's, it's, it's three, third, fifteen. There are fifteen scenarios where you ran out of money, and four hundred and eighty-five where you didn't. Right. Sort of a thing. And okay, again, so not that, not including your house. Uh, you know, we, we did not spend any of your home equity on that. So even in a scenario where you where you quote unquote failed, uh, you still would have had your home valuation. Joe, if, if you can, if you look at the bottom of your screen, you know, in, in the 10th percentile, in the, in the 10th worst percentile of um, uh, of scenarios here where you, you, you didn't run out of money, right? Because you didn't you only ran out of money in 3% of them. But uh, you still died with $1.3 million, which which is you know mostly just the value of your home inflated at that point. Okay. So I would say that's a, a good- so the value of the home is in there? I thought we had the value out. It's it's out. The, the software is not spending it, right? So you, I mean, all-, all Oh, okay. In, in this scenario, okay. you know, you'll run out of financial assets and the software will say failure, 
but you would still have money left over, right? So it's, it's a little oh, bit, yeah. you know, okay. it's just the way we sort of run it, but yeah. we don't like plan A to be spending the house because most people don't don't like to spend yeah. the house. Joe, uh, you have a couple of questions or comments for us. We, we have a few places we're going to go with this, but we want to get your thoughts. Obviously, it's a good score, and we think your odds of success are highly probable. So what's going through your mind there these days? Um, well, I guess it's, it's helping to solidify, you know, what my target is for, I mean, I really want to hone in on, you know, 67, 68. Um, I know every year I work is just helping to add, um, you know, to the success rate um, and adding some buffer. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, okay. There, there's a couple things you, you probably are thinking. Number one is, can I retire tomorrow? We'll take a look at that. Yeah. And number, number two is, well, the heck with that $7,000 fund budget. I'm going to do this. Or number three is I'm buying a nice home tomorrow, sort of a thing. So when when you have a pretty good score, the things we can talk about are mostly fun, okay, and mostly not life threatening. You know, if your score was if your score was fifty seven, we'd be scrambling around trying to figure out, you know, where can we grab a percentage here or percentage there to kind of get that up. So again, this is not a guarantee. We're we're both certified financial planners, practitioners, but I like to call us certified financial guessers because we're making some estimates. You know, you've made some estimations about when you, you know, well, well, wait a minute, you know, what happens if I live to a hundred, am I still okay? So there are some delightful questions or ideas that might occur to you, given the fact that you're in a really good place. Well, do I stretch it out and avoid social security? Well, you know, how much can you improve on a a 97% return? You know, if you took your social security at 70, we can look at it, but it probably doesn't matter, you know, sort of a thing. Uh, So, so, um, so what, what question would you like to ask it first? I guess now that we have a pretty good idea, this guy's in pretty good shape. Do you, do you want to do age 66, Joe? Um, sure. And remember, yeah, we didn't have any part-time work in here, Joe. This was I, zero. Yeah, yeah. Zero. I kind of, in the back of my mind, I was kind of thinking of that as just a little slush fund for, you know, whatever. Okay. Whatever comes up. But um, yeah, I think one of the first things I'd want to um, kind of explore is do I have, you know, I know we threw some money in there for travel. Yep. Um, do I have money to, you know, say go to Florida for a couple of months during the winter? Um, By the way, pick, pick a number, or I can give you one. Having having to happen to own <laughs> sure. a, a home, uh, if you want to go rent a decent place in Florida, yeah, uh, you're talking uh, no more than five or six grand a month. Okay, I mean you could obviously go a lot higher, but that's six grand a month. And a little bit more for it. Yeah, it wouldn't be any more than six or seven thousand dollars. The differential. Yep. So, how many how many months you want? I'd say do three months. Okay. So we're going to add basically an eighteen thousand dollar expense on top of this, and we're going to you know if Monte Carlo goes from ninety seven to two, that's a no no. If Monte goes from ninety seven to ninety five, no worries, sort of a thing. So that's that's the only variable we're going to change in this equation right now. We can mess with some others in a moment or two. All right, Joe, you want to do this forever or, uh, well, I can, I can do it for as long as we'd like. Let's do it up to age 85. That's just, yeah, I was just going to say that 85, just use the same premise. Okay. So 2030, yeah, we ended at the end of 2039 then because he's 85 in 2040. Okay. Have you, have you spent some time down South in the winter, Joe? Um, no, I haven't. 
Well, you ought to practice then if you're yeah. going to do this. <laughs> exactly. But I got I got to tell you, uh, when you get down to a warm place in January or February, you miss it if you if you're not there next year. Sort well, of thing. I, I, I <laughs> All right, Justin, I'm getting excited. Uh, let's see, Monty is going to 85. That's my guess. What's yours, Justin? I, you know, Come on I now. don't know. I don't have Come a good on. feeling for this one. I don't either, but that's my guess. Monty's pretty tricky sometimes. Uh, oh, 75. Aha. Uh -huh. All right. So by the way, you still have a really good chance of making, you know, if, if, if this spit out 75 the first time, okay, that that's a pretty good number sort of a thing. So, Hey, that's yeah, a, it is. wait, no, it was yeah, 95 the first time. It was 97. No, not. What is it? His baseline was 97. And what's this? 75, right? 75. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So, so how do you feel about that? By the way, we, we didn't spend your house yet. You know, you, you could say, well, 75 isn't as good as 95, but I got a house as a backup if I miss. Or you could say, yeah, I think I'd want to have it at maybe 80 or 85 before I would do that. By the way, what's two months in Florida, Justin, just yeah. for yucks? Oh, OK. OK. This is the fun stuff, Joe. This is this is what you know, this is the fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, 12,000 a year. Yeah. No, 6,000 a year. Uh, two months in Florida is oh, yeah, I'm two, 12, two times six, I apologize. Six. Yes, I apologize. Yep. Don't By let way, me forget. You... To, we'll we'll do we'll do some uh, social security stuff too. Yeah. We can also spend some of you know again, Joe. Uh, for your information, we still don't have any of your savings in here, right? So the one forty three that you have in the bank uh, is 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 staying and we can certainly grab some of that if you uh you know if you if you like a scenario that doesn't have odds that are quite what you what you'd like we can say all right well what if we throw in uh you know a hundred thousand dollars here or, wh or whatever the number is 75. Yeah. okay um but yeah so 84 percent is the number 80? i get for a couple yeah. of different for a couple of months and again this is on top of the seven thousand that we already added for his travel yeah um yeah. so again that's not not a not a bad number Especially given that uh, you know that's a you have some flexibility in there when you're you know when when you're adding retirement you know sort of sort of fun expenses uh, obviously you don't need to continue to do them forever and you know if you ever run into some issues with you know with markets you can always cut those back yeah yeah uh, all right what else anything else you want to any other well, scenarios any, yeah any questions or any comments about that how, how do you feel or what are you thinking. Um, well, it certainly looks, um, it's looking positive. <laughs> Again, I just, um, just trying to hone down on, hone in on the exact date. Um, I guess how important is that to, to, to pick a date and how far in advance All right. so, you so recommend by the way, picking the date? Yeah. Well, so should we leave in? Okay. So should we leave in what we have now and then add that date change in to this scenario? Why not? Right. Yeah. Okay. So, just to, what's the earliest retirement date you want to give us? Well, sixty-six. We're, we're at sixty-seven now. So, I, you want to, no, want to try this at sixty-six? Only. What's that? Not that far off. I mean, obviously, you could retire probably tomorrow, but do you want to try the end of this year? What's uh, sixty-seven? What, what date did you have him retiring at sixty-seven, Josh? What was date? What month? So he turned. Oh, that's next November, I believe, right, Joe? All right. So, so yeah, November twenty twenty two is age is your age sixty seven. All right. So just for yucks, make it this November. See what it looks like. All right. 
That's going to be Joe. If you have a high number like that, it's probably not going to move the needle much, but we'll see. You know. Uh, let's see. And we also remember, uh, we used what we think is a pretty conservative and realistic uh, and achievable number, okay, on your investments. So, uh, and another thing here is that you you could probably stand to lower the risk in your invest. That's another variable. Yeah. We, probably, we, yeah. we probably don't have enough time to do that now. We can do that later. But, you know, we, we started off with what we thought was a pretty conservative, uh, achievable, realistic, but not guaranteed, you know, return on your money sort of a thing. And that's a variable, but we don't, believe it or not, what you earn on your money is not, not most of the time, the biggest variable in your retirement scenario. The biggest variable is your income versus your expenses. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of interesting. So where are we just? At 71%. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, I, I, you know, for, for your, you know, just to put it in perspective, Joe, yeah. you know, 71% for retirement at, uh, you know, if, if if the expenses that we had in there and the travel and, you know, the, the additional of, of a few months in Florida, um, if that was your plan A and that's really what you wanted to do for retirement, we would tell you that a 71% chance was not all that great unless you were going to build in a bunch of flexibility with regard to the markets, right? I mean, that 71 you know, 71, if, if you're age 55 and planning for retirement is significantly different than 71 uh, if retirement is five months away. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I probably wouldn't tell you to pull the trigger on that unless you were going to just be very, very flexible with your with your underlying uh, expenses and just say, hey, you know, the markets have been good. My my accounts are up. I can I can do a bunch of spending this year or yeah. or yeah. And turn off that spigot uh, if you if you got lousy markets. So. Yep. Again, this is the, you know, we, we have these conversations with clients and, and it's, you know, we're not here to say, you know, could, could you retire today? You certainly could, right? Obviously, I, I think you could retire. Um, could you retire with the lifestyle, you know, and maintain the lifestyle that you might want for the rest of your life? Well, uh, you know, again, I, I don't, I don't know that that's, that's not nearly as certain. And then you get to decide what your preference is, right? Would you rather work more, you know, work another year or two or, or yeah. add some part-time work, which we haven't done, right? You, you get to make the decision on what trade-offs you are, you're going to make, right? Everything is a trade-off. We can, we can sort of optimize your life with regard, you know, to the investments and the cash flow and all that stuff, but we're not going to choose when you retire, right? You get to make that decision because it's a, it's a personal one. Yep. Yeah. So, so Justin, so kick it back to, you know, to the the retirement date that we had just for a moment. And that was at an 85. Is that correct? Is that what that was? Uh, let's see. So we've got the 7,000 for fun and we've got the 12,000 on top of that for a rental in Florida for a couple months. Yep. Correct. Okay. Yep. And then, and then it moved, it, that was an 85%, if I recall, and it dropped to 71 with a year, which seemed pretty steep, but we'll see. Hang on. Yeah, let's see. I should, I should drop my number of scenarios. We do, we do do a lot of waiting with 500 scenarios. Maybe I'll run yeah. 250. <laughs> well, okay. So where are we? 85. Yeah, 85. Okay. So, so that's a solid score. And, and remember, we, we added to your fun expenses by what uh, they were less than a thousand and 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 we've we've got you at uh, what twenty one thousand basically yeah yeah, seven yeah, and yeah. so right. so it's so it's not like you don't have some room to wiggle if you had to but eighty five is a hell of a score 
you know, sitting at that particular place right now. Okay. Okay. And yeah. that's at what age again? The 85%? That's at 67. So next yeah. November. Yeah. Now, 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 by the way, let me just throw out one other thing. We've got you living to 95. Well, by the way, if it's to 90, the odds are probably going higher, right? Okay. So if yeah. you're, okay. So ju just for yucks, Justin. Yeah. Have him uh, expire at age 90. All right. And then we'll do 100. Just to kind of see where the how that looks. This is again go to go back to the very beginning of the show. This is potentially a huge variable for everybody, obviously. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run just 250 scenarios because as yeah. we get as we get into this, yeah. it does it does take some time, and I don't want. Yeah. I don't want to... And there's and there's no right or wrong about the percentages. It's how you feel about it. I mean, we have some people who are thrilled at a 60% scenario because it's better than the racetrack, and they're dying to retire. So it really <laughs> depends, right? I mean, it's your life and your comfort level, basically. So where are we, Jess? 92. Okay. And that would make sense if you think about it, Joe, right? Okay. Well, how about we go the other way, Justin? Let them go to 100. All right. And and by the way, we'll come back to long-term care issues in a minute or two here as well. Yeah. All right. So 100. Yeah. This is not going to look. Let's see how this looks. We cannot, we should also, uh, we'll do, you know, once we, once we agree on a, a semi baseline, we should take some time. Uh, maybe we'll talk about the cash that he does sitting aside and then also, uh, also social security, right? Cause you yeah, can, good and, point. And I, good I think point. he, he yeah. prefer, you know, one of the things, if you want to protect against longevity, um, probably the most, the most impactful thing you can do, Joe is, is, uh, is wait until age 70, on your social security, right? Because if you, you know, you get your max social security, you get it inflation adjusted forever. So, you know, when they run studies on what's the best way to protect against longevity, for the yep. most part, the, you know, the easiest and best one uh, is to hold off on social security as, as long uh, as they can. And for someone with longevity in their family, uh, it makes even even more sense yeah. to do it, right? Obviously, you know, right. If, you, if you die at seventy two, you lose the bet. But uh, right. if you live to ninety five, you'll you'll end up a bunch uh, a bunch better off. All right, so he's back to ninety five at death, and now you're going to delay taking social security. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, uh, Joe, you 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 have the financial wherewithal more than likely to do this because you got that cash in the trust that you could use as a supplement for the income for the four years. Okay, so. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we we I bumped into I bumped into age 100 Joe and it was a 75 percent chance, All right? So no, I mean again that's not that's not bad to I any mean, age 100 is a long a long way away, uh, and at 75 that's a that's a decent decent number for that type of a life expectancy. All right, hang on. So I'm back to 95. Yep. <laughs> so our our plan A death was age 95. Yep. Okay. We we've basically added. Twelve and nineteen thousand dollars worth of fund to his expense category. Yep. Okay, he's going to retire a year and a half from now, and the probability of success is around eighty-five percent. All right, th th those are pretty darn strong numbers. All right, so I'm gonna okay. next next thing I'm gonna do is without spending any, you know, I, I we'll talk about if you do wait on. If you wait on Social Security, where we get that cash, right? Obviously, if you don't mind spending some of your bank cash, that's going to be a great yep. place to grab it from because it's you know it's not earning anything, and in in delaying Social Security, you're going to get a great return um, on you know assuming you live to uh, to collect it, you get a great return on your money. Yep. 
So let's see what how much the needle moves from 85% to, to yeah. delay the social security here. I don't know that it's going to move. It probably won't move that much. Yeah. Just waiting on social security, but you know, we, we shall see. Yeah. Yeah. It obviously depends on your baseline. Oh, so you got a he got a couple of extra points. That's, this is not this again, I didn't spend any of that cash that you have in the bank, but even just delaying social security uh, until 70, right? So we're spending your cash, uh, you're spending essentially your, your trust cash in order to grab uh, some funding for between age 67 and age 70. Uh, you do get a couple of extra points there, right? So we were in the 80, 84 range for most of those scenarios. Uh, if we bump your social security out to age 70, you're up to 88%. So, you know, in, so what in are you your, calling trust cash though? I, you have it listed as a trust, I think. Uh, trust investments. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Investment. All right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I should call it, yeah, bro brokerage account, right? Is, 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 so I would, yeah. So you're saying I'm spending that versus the cash? The software will be spending, you know, the software would, would be, because it's your most tax efficient asset, your software will grab that money first, right? And you know we can okay. talk about we're, we're going to run out of time here on this particular scenario, but you yeah. know we can talk about the most effective use of you know where you get money between the you know you, you probably would use some of that cash. You don't want to take your cash to zero by any yeah. stretch. You want to take no, it down no. some, okay? No. And, and and by the way, depending on your tax bracket. Uh, sometimes if you have a low tax bracket, it might actually make some sense to take a little money out of your retirement funds if right. you, you know, to bump up against it. So, so there's, there's a combination in your circumstances of like three choices, you know, the cash, the investments in the trust. Okay. Uh, and, and basically maybe a little money from IRAs at a effective tax bracket. And that doesn't count any part-time work. I mean, so yeah. you have options, you have options is what I'm saying. If you, you know, if you have options to back up, to your plan, that's comforting from, you know, from our point of view, should be to yours too. Yeah, no, it yeah. is. What, why don't we, what, let's, let's spend a, let's spend a bit of your cash just to, because I know you, you mentioned that at the beginning. So of the 143, what do you think we, we you might be comfortable parting with in order to, uh, in order to buy yourself some time on social security? Have, yeah, I, have probably a number wanna, I probably want to keep 50 to 60 in reserve. Okay. So. Make, make it 60, 10 in the checking yeah. and 50 in the cash. How's yeah. that? All right, so we'll do like we'll just I'll just make it a flat 80, 80 extra thousand. Okay. Uh, oh, I have to make sure the software knows to use it. Yeah. And, and it'll buy. My guess is it'll be a bit of an improvement, but because your score is so good, it ain't going to move the needle a whole bunch, if you know what I mean. So we'll see. So I'll run this number. I'll jump right into another. I'll jump right into so, another tax report here, Joe. So we were at age. We were at eighty-eight percent basically when last we looked. Is that correct, my son? Yep. Okay. Oh, look at I that. What do you got? Ninety-four. Ninety-four. So we, you, you bumped up six percentage points by investing the cash. That's a that's a good move. Yeah. That's by investing move. the cash. Uh, by, yep. by spending it. Spending, yeah, yeah okay. all, I, I didn't even invest it in anything that was earning it. I just left it in basically a zero percent rate of yeah. return. But yeah, all I we did was have yeah. the software have the software pull that money when it needed it, okay. uh, and so it just grabbed that money early in your retirement, and uh, you know you, you dug into your the rest of your nest egg less. And, yeah, it, uh, it let the go. rest of the stuff run from the investment yeah, yeah, point exactly. of view. You got it. Yep. All right, I'm gonna run. Uh, what do you want? We have three minutes left. Do you want to run? Is there anything Justin, else you want? 
Justin, right. I'm pronouncing this a happy meeting. I just want you to know. Okay. All right. We like these meetings, Joe. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I liked it too. It lot. We're not making this up. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything? I, I, I know you actually you have to go, uh, Joe, as well. Do you have any other scenarios? I got about two and a half minutes to, to go here. I have some, I, you know, there's some tax discussion that we can have about, you know, maybe some tax strategy. Uh, but if you have another scenario that you'd like us to, to throw into the software first, I'm happy to do that as well. Yeah, no, not not another strategy, but yeah, I'm just, I, I do want to at some point get into tax strategy yeah. and understand what, you know. I mean, because it's, you know, it's, it's an, for, for folks in your case uh, who are gonna be, if you're retired, and you're not taking social security what you and you have money to draw on that's uh you know that's non-ira money in your case you have your brokerage account that's a trust that's a taxable account it's pretty tax efficient you have your cash in the bank if you can look at the screen right so you're you're working the next couple of years and you're you know that's your tax rate federal and state right so you're in the, the yeah. combined 27 percent tax rate once you retire and you're pre-age 70 uh you know you're dropping down to the you know the zero and then the fifteen percent tax rate. So your 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 tax rate goes it goes very potentially very low, and that's a that's a potential tax strategy opportunity for you, right? So you know may, maybe you're realizing you know maybe you're taking some money out of your IRA at a very low tax rate, right? Where normally later in retirement you'll be taking money out and paying twenty you know twenty seven percent on it. But because your your tax rate is so low for the next couple of years, it may make sense for you to grab some money at the 10 to the 12 percent rate. Uh, that's a tax opportunity for you. So the, the gap in between when you retire and when you start pulling Social Security is going to give you some flexibility with regard to some, you know, to some tax stuff. And, you know, whether it's Roth conversion uh, or just taking money out of your IRA at a very, very attractive tax rate, those are those are all things that uh, you probably should be looking at. And, you know, again, we'll, we'll catch up. I know we're, we're Justin, we got about what, a minute. Is that about right? Yeah, we got about a yeah. minute. Yeah. So number one, Joe, we'll catch up with you after this and finish this uh, slowly sure. and more thoroughly. But the good, the news is good. Uh, and, and we wanted to thank you very much for being with us. Um, do, uh, you have any uh, any comments or questions for us? You got about 15 or 20 seconds. And if not, Justin will summarize. So what's no, uh, Other than I appreciate the time you took to uh, do this. I mean, it's certainly helping me to formulate my... Uh, my strategy over the next couple of years and uh, I'll be giving it a lot more thought, but yeah, no, I appreciate the, uh, I appreciate the call. Wonderful. Well, we appreciate you being here. Uh, it was wonderful. And, and um, you were, you were a, a great guest here. So we're actually right up against it. So we're going to wrap it up. We will talk to you all next week. Mm -hmm.